It's the day of resurrection. Mary has met Jesus and she's told everyone who would listen about her encounter. But some people just go home and give up. I wonder if we would. I wonder if we would wait or if we would retreat, go back to what we know. Hi and welcome to St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. My name is Stuart and I get to be the minister here. You can find out about all that we do at our website at saint-ninians-stonehouse.org.uk. Today our service is led by Anne Thompson and is an elder and one of our local worship leaders. Our readings today are brought to us by Joyce who will lead us in prayer later in our time together too. On the road to Emmaus. Now that same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way, and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. How can you put it into words? The raw fear that the followers of Jesus were feeling after the crucifixion. The acute, gut-wrenching sense of loss and bereavement. This story is only found in Luke's Gospel and it takes place later in the day on Easter Sunday. We don't know exactly where Emmaus was other than it being seven miles from Jerusalem. 
It's been three days since the crucifixion. They had hoped that Jesus was their saviour and redeemer, but it was now all in ruins. There were two of them walking away from Jerusalem, and who can blame them? It's part of the human condition to flee from danger and from pain. The fight or flight reaction, adrenaline surging through them. How can we make sense of the events that they have witnessed? How conflicted they must have felt trying to move on and yet not wanting to leave the place where they had left him. Yet life is a process of letting go and moving forward. How true of that is that of our own lives? We face many contradictions and sufferings that we can't get our head around. We've just been through a pandemic that has left many emotionally and physically scarred. God and God's love is the only sure thing. There were two of them, yet only one is named. Joseph's brother Cleopas, none other than Jesus' uncle, whose wife we know was Mary. In John's Gospel, she was placed at the foot of the cross with Jesus' mother. Two small, black-clad weeping women clinging to each other as the skies darken around them. An image too painful to think about, and yet we must. Put all that together and scholars believe that these two disciples were Jesus' aunt and uncle, Cleopas and his wife, who'd probably travelled to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover with Mary, Joseph and Jesus. That knowledge adds an extra poignancy to this encounter because not only were they heartbroken because the one they had hoped was the Messiah in their eyes was now dead, but they had just witnessed the brutal, slow murder of their nephew. They want to go home. Being locked in a room with the other disciples was too overwhelming, so they decide to head back and get some distance between themselves and those horrific events. Their outward journey symbolises their inward search. They keep turning it over in their minds. What happened? I suppose today we would call it post-traumatic stress. But something happens at the moment we're concerned about this morning. When they're at their bleakest depths of grief, that is the moment that Jesus chooses to join them on the road. Jesus acts, and when Jesus acts, it always reveals something about the nature of God. The world has been turned upside down, but God is there with them, and he's with us as well, when our world has been turned upside down. God is right in the middle of it, right in the messiness of our lives when we pack up our things and head home. He comes to us in our most unflattering moments, tear-stained, swollen red face, sobbing moments. When we think he's not with us, he sees us and he hears us. Through the suffering of Jesus on the cross, we see the self-giving self nature of God. He truly meets us, no matter what situation we find ourselves in. We always have a loving God with us. So back to the road to Emmaus. He walks with them at their pace. They don't recognise him because of the state of shock they are in and they recount their story to the only man in Judea who has not heard the news and he listens patiently as it spills out. They are surprised at the stranger's ignorance of the events and we read, then he said to them, oh how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe the top all that the prophets have declared. 
Jesus helps them by reminding them of the passages from Moses and the prophets predicting the sufferings of the Messiah. He interprets to them the things about himself in the scriptures. They invite the stranger to stay with him. Throughout the Bible, the theme of hospitality is common. In Luke's Gospel, there is a theme of God visiting people in the person of Christ. The so-called outcasts and sinners accept Jesus and ask him in. It's getting dark and it's tradition to ask someone in from the cold. Welcoming in is not just a physical sense but a spiritual one also. With this act of hospitality we find ourselves at the meal, a relief from the long, fraught walk. They can relax a bit and eat. When we welcome others in, we represent God who welcomed others in, without judgement. Scottish hospitality is world-renowned. You wouldn't just leave someone on the doorstep. You ask them in and say, would you like a cup of tea? It was in this relaxed atmosphere at the meal that the two finally recognised Jesus in their midst. They'd been so cut up, caught up in their own shock and grief that it blinded them. And after they had spent time with him and listened, he was revealed to them. Christ walks beside us as our strength and our food for our journey. The scripture says, Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. Knowing Jesus is not going to be dependent on seeing him, but rather taking him at his word. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us? Were not our hearts burning within us? It had stirred them inside and moved their very hearts. And once they were moved, they couldn't help but share the good news that Jesus was alive. Can you imagine how they must have felt? When your eyes have been opened, you want to, others to have their eyes opened too. But in that phrase, were not our heart burning within us. Their encounter with Jesus had been emotional. It had moved their very hearts. The word heart is mentioned 826 times in the Bible. The Hebrew word for heart is lev. But it wasn't just a bodily part to the Israelites. They had a broader understanding of the heart. They thought of the heart as the organ that gives physical life and the place where you think and make sense of the world, where you feel emotions and make choices. They saw it as a driving force behind our character. In biblical terms, our hearts were our essential us. We recognise that the heart represents love. God truly looks at our heart if we look in Samuel. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And in Proverbs, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And on and on. It's a good exercise. Have a look for yourselves. Their hearts burned within them. I wonder how that must feel. When do our hearts burn with love for God? Oh, how I wish we can feel that degree of love and devotion. And shouldn't all of us who have experienced the risen Christ be moved with similar emotions? But how can we keep Jesus closer to our hearts, if you think about it, so that we can feel the burning love? 
We can take time for God's word and we can listen to God's word. We can speak God's word. We can sing God's word. We can memorize God's word, but most of all, we can listen to God's word. Do you know Jesus this morning? Have your eyes been opened like Cleopas and Mary? And what's it done for you? Has your experience been real and moving? Does it move your heart? Join me this week. Let's ask Jesus to walk with us and help us and help us to be passionate followers for his sake. Amen.
pray for others and ourselves. Lord God, each of us walks our own Emmaus road. Some seem to have an easy route, for others it is a bumpy, twisty, uneven road, and so for them we pray this day. For those who are ill and see no end in sight for their pain, we pray for healing and for a sense that you are there with them. For those who face financial difficulties and see no end to their problems, we pray for solutions and for a sense that you are there with them. For those who struggle to put food on the table and see no end date to their empty cupboards, we pray for fairness and a sense that you are there with them. For those who are caring for loved ones and see no end to their fatigue, we pray for rest and for a sense that you are there with them. For those who struggle with the daily juggle of responsibilities and see no end to their merry-go-round life, we pray for moments of stillness and a sense that you are there with them. Lord, so many people, so many challenges. It is often difficult for us to know where to begin. Help us to take each situation as it comes, to know what the priorities are, to work out the ways in which we can help. Help us stick to your path of righteousness, justice and peace in all we say and do. Lord, hear our prayers as we continue in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. Amen. We go full of the good news of the resurrection. Jesus is alive and walks with us. We go with the blessing of God, known to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with us this day and always. Amen.